We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This is Rams Uncensored with Matt Herrera. Just learn how to roll with the punches, bro. Brian Joano. You're just a bunch of little bitches. Tommy Avance. I look like the staple of Marshmallow Man right now. And Mark Luhan. I tried to get Russ to join us last minute here, but he's ghosting. You have now entered the danger zone. I'll give you a virtual hug, too. All right, let's talk. I just want to say fuck a lot today. That's cool. Well, were okay. you saying fuck last night during the draft? When when did you watch it at all? No, were you, okay. I was at I was at fucking Hooters. Right, I, I was, had to work. I watched. The I had to beginning. work. I had to watch girls get naked. Must be a hard life for you, Brian. It was, man. I had to fucking go spend a lot of my company money to drink beer and watch girls get naked. <laughs> oh man. Horrible you... life, I know. I have a horrible job. I did pay. I did pay attention to the draft for right. just a minute. I mean, I was. I probably watched like the first fifteen picks. I was in a bar with uh, one of my bosses and uh, having a beer, waiting for our, uh, you know, to go to our event. 
you know, I wasn't shocked that Kyler Murray went, went first, even though I'm shocked that Arizona fucked that whole situation up. They still have like, Rosen. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, unless somebody gives them a good draft pick, why get rid of them? You could have the same situation as Washington did when, you know, they drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Right. Does it, does it hurt to have two good quarterbacks on your on your team, especially when you're not in law? And if one yeah, gets injured, they're still, pretty, they're, they're still they're still pretty price controlled at this point, right? And and Kyler Murray, he's so small. I mean, everyone's that's what everyone talks about. I mean, if if he gets mauled by like Aaron Donald or Michael Brockers, <laughs> it's gonna be trouble, right? He could get hurt really bad because he's so small. But I mean, he's Whoa, so agile. I you mean, think he's gonna get away? But said, that's where Rosen could come back in. They said the same thing about Rosen, though. I mean, Rosen is much bigger stature than right. Kyler. So. Right. I mean, they they did talk about him being a small frame and, t- and prone to injury. His last durability, year. yeah. So I mean, look, I've, I've watched Kyler play. He's a tremendous athlete. I mean, he's obviously been drafted in the top ten by baseball and football. That's amazing. Um, what I don't like about him is he comes from a spread offense where he's not under center, and he only has one year experience. Like, there's one year of tape on him really you know what I mean right he didn't didn't really play like this is his first year of really playing other than in high school but who knows maybe he's the next Russell Wilson I don't know yeah we'll see it's going to be interesting to see how all these guys because be I'm I'm just interested to see how what happens with these defensive players that were taken in the first round because so many of them right we're we're being told these guys are going to be you know starters and for five to ten years potentially in this league. So, I mean, you there's got to be at least a handful of guys that are going to be a bust, right, you would think? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, man. I mean, Is it really that good? Obviously, there's, I mean, obviously there's always busts, but there are years where there's just a stack of talent. I mean, go back and look at some drafts. Some drafts where you're just like, man, there's nobody in that draft. And there's some drafts where you're like, damn, that thing was stacked. This could be one of those stacked years they're talking about it that way. We'll see. I mean, yeah. it's kind of hard to judge right now. you got to judge two, three, four years from now, and then you really know what you got. Yeah. Um, you know, the big the big surprise of round one for me, though, was Daniel Jones going number six to the Giants. <sighs> for everyone, um, right? With that, being, with that being said, I hated this year's quarterback class, but I thought Daniel Jones was the best of them all. Really? Yes. So you're you you're like uh, Gettleman. You like you really like Daniel Jones a lot. You you think he's going to be a I don't starter really in the like him a lot. No, 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 no. I don't really like him a lot. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are that great. I thought he was the best of the bunch. I like Dwayne Haskins, man. I mean, fifty touchdowns in a college season. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've I've seen the guy play live. I've watched him. And he seems like he has accuracy issues. Right. Doesn't seem to be fully into it. I don't know, man. It's just something about him rubs me wrong. He seems like the best um, quarterback out of Ohio, though, out of the last, what, five or so that were big names to come out? I guess. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> it's just recency bias, right? I feel, <laughs> now? I, I guess, man. I, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, name name me these Ohio State quarterbacks. I mean, you got Cardell Jones, who was a one year wonder, or should right. I say, like a four game wonder, right. and everybody is all over his nuts. And you know, Terrell Pryor, back up for the Chargers. I don't, I'm not sure. He, does, he hasn't really played. 
Right. So, I mean, there's – I mean, name another Ohio State quarterback that made the league. Um, right. You, you got homeboy that uh, – Pryor's playing – I think that's yeah. a Texans state coach, Pryor. but he didn't come into the league as a wide – as a quarterback. Uh, I don't know, man. I – I know a lot of their guys are really their quarterbacks that they pick are really more skill, like just quick guys who who got speed and play, turn over my, to running back. Here's my thing, though, when you, when you're looking at these quarterbacks, and I mean every year you got these guys that just dominate at the college level, and that's probably partially because they have a dominant team around them and a dominant system around them. When these guys eventually end up succeeding in the NFL, they're and it's not all the time, but a lot of these guys that succeed in the NFL come from these programs that they weren't very, that the programs weren't very good. I mean, look at Jared Goff. Cal wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. He, he led them to be a lot better, but they weren't very, it's not like they were one of the top teams in the country. Right. I mean, even, even like, I think about Tom Brady, like he was sharing time in Michigan and I, I mean, he was even a seventh round draft pick, right? I don't know if his numbers yeah. were amazing for that time, but he wasn't he wasn't talked about at all, really. I mean, Tom Brady, it's, it's one of those weird cases. Like, he was the right fit for the program. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as far as what the Patriots were doing, he had time to learn from a really good quarterback ahead of him. And they were very run-heavy at that time when he went. So he didn't. Right. He didn't really have to shoulder the load. They, they had great defense, like, and he was able to build his way into it. And you know, with any sport, obviously talent has something to do with it, but confidence is really huge. And Tom Brady was able to build confidence early and keep that confidence. And you know, anytime you're confident in a sport, you just seem to do better. Right. Tom Brady, I'm telling you, that's part of it. The dude's ultra confident. He's never had a bad year. He's never, you know what I mean? Like he's just been there and done that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I could think of, you know, back when I played baseball, I've always been a good hitter, but you know, when you go a stretch without a hit, it gets in your head and it's hard to get another hit. But then all of a sudden, once things start rolling, you don't feel like you're ever going to get out again. Yeah, and when you go in there with that mentality, that's kind of like that confidence out there, and then the confidence goes to your teammates and everybody else is like, "Oh, this is the man!" Like they they don't doubt, they have no doubt. I was the strikeout king. Yeah, you were. Surprised <laughs> you ended up with a girlfriend. I, I thought you would be a lesbian. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, calling you out. <laughs> I oh. saw you eating cupcakes at the event the other night. I didn't touch any of that fucking food, motherfucker. <laughs> you didn't eat any food? What the fuck? I didn't. Really? Yeah. You saw my fat ass. I didn't need any food. You were eating the churros, dude. Don't lie to me. I wanted some churros. Oh, man, I saw those when I was get, waiting in line to get my little Rams tote bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah? But I didn't. I, 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 I held back. I, I had churros. They were good. They were delicious. Not the last. They were delicious, man. You had some for me then. I had two. <laughs> Maybe three. And a lot of margaritas. Now going back to the Rams, we expected them to trade back, right? I mean at the at the state of the Rams thing, Les Need, that was the first thing he offered up too. How many people wanted to trade back and that was the loudest. 
And it seems like it was the right move. We get more value. We got uh, three picks in the third round now and a, a pick in the second. I'm excited. I mean, I think I mean, I think they said it correctly. Just in general, right? Where the Rams were sitting at that point. Unless one of the guys they were completely in love with fell to them at 31, why not trade back? As long as I mean, as long as the trade partner was giving them, you know, the correct value. Because if you look at the best players available right now on the draft board, there is a ton of good players out there. Right. And we're drafting what number thir- number thirteen tonight, I think. Yeah, we're picking thirteenth overall. We're still going to get a good player that in years past probably would have been a first rounder. So yeah, I was looking I mean, at the like the the six through what ESPN had ranked six through. 17 the next 10 players after the first five picks right just kind of get guessing that those first five picks are going to be gone by 13 anyways i mean uh, there was still eric mccoy he's like seventh on the list taylor rapp Mm -hmm. who went and then even chase winovich he's on who who a lot of rams fans like i mean there's guys on twitter hold on hold on just just to say fuck you slide let's (laughs) let's let's hope that guy goes first just get him out of here send him to arizona so so sly can go back to having shower beers with his little fucking modellos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it would be cool though to see Chase and Clay Matthews. Like he would, I feel like he could learn. Like they're both white boys with long blonde hair. You know, they can learn from each oh, other. God, you really, you you really do like boys, don't you? Oh with my long hair. god! <laughs> I saw that shirt you were wearing the other night. It was like more like a blouse, man. Where you trying to get the late? Were you trying to get the dude to check you out? What, what the on? fuck? It's just a nice button-up shirt I got, man. I didn't want to go looking like a super fan, all right? Like Iron Man right in front of us. Like a super fan. <laughs> Iron Man. Uh, or my dad. There was a lot, I don't know if you noticed. There was a lot of athletes running around in there. Psh, nah. You said you saw freaking Meta World Peace. Yeah, no. He was walking in as I was walking out at uh, 10 o'clock. And uh, actually, right as I walked out, I saw uh, Whitworth across the street, too. Okay. So they're partying. Yeah. They're going to the clubs or what? I don't know. They were across the street. We are just going to a parking spot, so I'm not sure. <laughs> just with a few guys. It wasn't any of the players, though. You think You think they're going to go? I, I would really like to see them pick Eric McCoy. You think they're going to go center? In, interior center lineman? Definitely, I mean, interior lineman, I think, is a definite need um, for sure. I bet you know I could you know if a good tackle like you know falls down. I mean we still eventually got to find um, Whitworth's replacement. Whether that be Note Boom, whether that be somebody we draft, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I mean, offensive line is a concern. Um, you know I think we need another D tackle. I think we need a safety to kind of fit in wherever Weddle's going to fall out. I think we can probably need a couple corners. I mean, we're sitting on Talib's last year, possibly Peter's last year. Right. If Greedy you know, Williams I mean, falls, do, would you be excited for I that? Mean, I mean, like he's a name that everyone's yo, talking here, about. Here, 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 here's the thing. Greedy Williams is a great talent. He's fast. He can play man-to-man, but he doesn't like to tackle. He's not going to so, get paid. He doesn't want to get paid to go low to get hurt. So, I mean... <laughs> Who, who knows, man? I mean, can that be changed? Probably. I don't know. I mean, 
maybe maybe he was just trying to get through his college career without getting hurt, knowing that the money would follow. I don't know. It, it so. But there's some other good corners. There's a lot of good corners. There's a lot of good safeties. Linebackers even, too. There's a lot of good players in this draft. Who knows? Maybe maybe they really are worried about Todd Gurley. Maybe we're going to take a running back. They did, bring, they did bring quite a few running backs um, during, for their That's 30 official saying. visits. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, it, there's endless opportunities that we could do at this point, so I, I can't really tell you. I mean, I see a lot of holes slash depth needs, but I'm always kind of that guy that's, hey, let's take the best player available. Right. I mean, and for the goal for the Rams this year, it's... There's going to be a... I'm just going to throw this one out there real quick. Go ahead. There's a lot of good receivers that are about to start making... They're going to make make a run run on. I I agree. I'm not saying we need one, but I'm not saying we, we couldn't use one. Yeah. And that's what I'm like. That's kind of what I feel leads into my what I was going to bring up, which is like the goal for the Rams this season is to get back to the Super Bowl. They were there. Mm-hmm. The, the defense, the interior, or the core of the defense, which is Aaron Donald, Brockers, and and Talib and Peters, I would say, along with John Johnson, and then the core of the offense, which is Goff, Gurley, Whitworth. And oh man, uh, and, and like Cooper Cup and and, and Woods, right? Uh, th- there's not m- too much you would think that they gotta th- like they they just gotta find a guy who's gonna give quality, maybe not starts, but he's gonna get a lot of plays and be super effective. Because I just feel like there's gonna be a running back in this draft who's gonna go in the third or fourth or fifth round who's gonna pop this year or maybe even go undrafted like Philip Lindsay, right? Or like Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. didn't go super, super high in the draft. So there's and, and because skilled players haven't gone, man, like you said, what if they do go running back and we find a guy who's like a like just a, a perfect match with what we got with Gurley and we can ease the load off of him and just go with this two running back attack more. You know, that's something well, that's something I would like to see in, in overall in general, even with if it's Malcolm Brown. Let's also go back to this wide receiver thing now. I know, you know, you can look at our wide receiver room right now and say we're stacked, but right. we, we only signed Robert Woods to a four-year deal. He's going into year three right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not going to be able to pay that dude once he comes up for a free agent contract. He is getting up there in age, right? He would, he, he would but we're probably... Not going to be able, we're not going to be able to pay him. He's, he's actually going to be able to get... He's actually going to be able to get a premium contract. He's proven himself. Right. Okay? Yeah. So we're not going to be able to pay him and Cooper Cup and have the Brandon Cook contract. With Goff's contract he's coming gonna, up in the next year. He's probably going to walk. Reynolds is probably going to walk at the end of his contract. Right. We're not going to be – so why not, if there's some stud at wide receiver, bring him in? What do you think about that big buff kid, D- DK Metcalf? I think he was a comboing warrior, but didn't do much in college. Right. So if he fell, like, to the third or fourth round, you wouldn't be intrigued if the Rams – because what I see in our receivers is we got great route runners, speed, and and they're just great possession wide receivers. They're not big, deep threat. Like, they're the only reason we have a deep threat is because of Brandon Cooks, right? And his speed. 
but we don't have a huge, right. big, like, red zone target. We don't, have a, we don't have a big – well, we do. His name's Reynolds. Reynolds, right. But he doesn't get on the field unless someone gets hurt. Right. Well, I mean, well, that's the, that's the other part where do you spend a draft pick that high knowing he might not get on the field right away. Right, right. I mean, right. but like I'm saying, if the value is there and he's the best player out there, Right, and you got a transcendent wide receiver sitting there. Why not? Yeah, you know it'd be really cool to see that kid pop. This lot. I'm not talking about him even. Right per se, there's a lot of good wide receivers out there. There there was only one wide receiver taken in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. It was by the Patriots, the last pick of the first round. Right, right, right. They got a guy who really fits Nikhil Harry, who's a big, deep threat receiver. But I'm just saying, I don't know, man. Who, who knows? Who, what, if, what if Drew Locke is sitting there in round four? Right. You wouldn't pick, you wouldn't pick him to be the eventual backup after Bortles has one year with us? Right, right. No, yeah, that would or, be – You know what I mean? That'd be cool. I'm just I'm just throwing out hypotheticals here, but there, there's who knows? I mean, if the player fits and he has that much talent, you find ways to make roster room for them. Mm-hmm. You can always trade players away. You can always release players, whatever it may be. I, I'm just saying, there's there's a lot of options out there. Yeah, Debo Samuel but, from South Carolina, AJ Brown from Ole Miss, who played opposite of DK Metcalf. Two kids from Ohio State, Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, I would be happy getting like Calvin Ridley's little brother, Riley Ridley. Is his little his did his little brother uh, declare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, he's uh he's gotcha. eighth overall on ESPN's overall left um, okay. wide receivers. There's also I thought it was gonna. What say, about the tight end from What about the tight end from uh, Alabama? The tight end from Alabama, he is the best available. Irv Smith, yeah. He's number mm-hmm. one right now, they say. So, mm-hmm. that, oh man, if we could find a tight end. But see, if everyone says those guys from Iowa were the guys to get, like the real difference makers, maybe possibly, would like a, like a Gronk or an, or a, dare I say, Aaron Hernandez. He might murder people on the field. Okay, stop talking to your Derek boys. <laughs> Anyways, um, when was Aaron Hernandez drafted? When was Gronk drafted? Gronk was a third round pick. I think so. Um, that's what I'm saying. Just because they say he's a difference maker, don't listen to Mel Kiper fucking was, Jr. That guy's right. a fucking moron. Gronk was drafted 42nd overall in the second round. Okay, so he was second round. There you go. I think Hernandez was like fourth round or something. He was fourth round. You're right. Yeah. Eleven, uh, one thirteenth overall, and they went. Mm-hmm. These guys went in the same draft. Damn, they found both yep. these guys no, in the same year. Holy shit! I mean, you know Hernandez because you're a Florida guy. Where's Where's bitch ass Mark? Is he fucking working right now? Yeah, Mark said he couldn't make it. Man, I was texting him, and but then he texted me. He was all sad, man. He was like, "I was really looking forward to making those calls tonight and getting people's take on how they feel the Rams are gonna do or whatever." could probably still do it <laughs> that's what i said i was like we could still get some calls good calls today or even fucking next week still shit 
after the, the draft and see how people feel. Very true, very true. So uh, next week, are, are we going to bitch-ass fucking Cody on there, on, on, the, on the pod? We should. Should I send him a DM since I don't, like, interact with him at all, and then I can just play, well, like... His, his, his little bitch-ass, and I hope you're listening, Cody, uh, his little bitch-ass was DMing me yesterday, and I said, hey, man, send me your number so we can call you for the pod next week. And he goes, oh, I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, look, man, just send it. And I send him your handle. I said, send to him, man. I don't care. He's the one going to call you anyways. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, And, then, you know, he didn't respond. I think he DM'd Mark saying, uh, maybe I can give you my phone number because as long as you make sure Brian never sees it. I'm like, here, old bitch. <laughs> For reals, man. I go to Twitter just to see what the, the, the scum of the earth has to say. I mean, <laughs> I was like, I barely have any of my own real friends on Twitter. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I, you, Twitter's we, we, just a we, different avenue. Yeah, we met each other for the first time actually, fucking Wednesday. Yeah, but you know, in general though, like, you know, Facebook. I know probably ninety nine percent of the people on my Facebook, right? Right, right. But on Twitter, I know maybe one percent <laughs> for real. That has to be met. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's it's a completely different. So it's just like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I'll fucking let my shit fly. I don't give a fuck. Who? Yeah, exactly. It's all who? Fun, who really knows you? Who's gonna see you in real life and make like, yeah, whatever. Like that's really gonna affect their life or whatever. Other than Cody. Well, apparently Cody <laughs> or, or the Bogue or the Bogue. <laughs> Poor guy. Speaking of which, you know, I, I didn't really see much of his little live stream last night because I, I'm blocked from every avenue of his thing. Not oh. that I wanted to watch, but I did see a, a few things that, you know, other people posted clips of. And my God, did he lose his virginity last night? <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, did you see? I mean, did you hear that? He, they... had a, he, had a smile on his, he had a smile on his face like someone touched his peepee. <laughs> Oh man, I think I saw Hector say some t- saying Jake not to like pop his collar or something. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> and oh. I, I couldn't see the conversation, but I did see Hector's. You know, Th- that's too bad. He's trying to run a brand. He wants people to see it, and he wants eyeballs. And then he goes and blocks people. Who's gonna get make his contact <laughs> go viral just because of the shit you're gonna talk? <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing. It's like I mean, it's Twitter, man. Like. I get it. Anybody has the right to block anybody, but I just don't get that annoyed that I've I've never blocked a single soul. I don't care. Yeah. Like if you if if you annoy me, I'm just not going to pay attention to what you're saying. Okay, cool. There's notifications. Yeah, next. I feel like some of these like people. That's, that's just my. That's just my. I, and I get why famous people that are just getting blown up nonstop block people because right. then they can't even get to what they want to see. Like that, Benjamin that, Albright. That makes absolute that make anybody. I mean I like Ben Wade Phillips block people Wade Phillips block people all the time. Right, right. I mean if I was you know a pro I mean? player but I like, would block anyone who's saying anything negative. I wouldn't I wouldn't add fuel to the fire, but you know, if there's like, no, I'm just saying, like, if you're actually trying to interact with people and your feed and, and your mentions is, are just blown up and you can't even tell, like, oh, sorry, man, didn't even see that because there's just so much fucking shit coming there. Like, okay, I get it. Right. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Twitter's, Twitter's. A, fa- a, 
A Pure face only a mother could love. That's all I could say. Oh my god! Oh my god! I loved that podcast episode. That was a great listen. Oh, people loved that fucking line. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyways, who are we picking with the first pick today? Just give me a name. I want to see them go Eric McCoy, honestly. Yeah, I think they go Eric McCoy and go cornerback with their second pick of the day, which would be in the third round, right? Pick 75, I believe it was. Um, Yeah, I think with that one, they're going to go cornerback. Hopefully they get a guy like uh, David Long from Michigan. So I think that's what they, so they plan gonna, on doing for the first two picks. Go I, 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 offense, I'm gonna, defense. I'm going to throw, throw a random one out there. They're going to go safety from Florida, Chauncey Gardner-Smith. Ooh. Is that it? Is Ooh. that the last name? I believe so. Yeah. I, I like that kid a lot, by the way. Um, he, he's, a, he's a tough safety. He, he, he'd fit in well. Well, he's a Florida guy, so I know you're going to love him no matter what. Hey, Florida, that's DBU, my man. Yeah, that's what they've been saying, right? It that and DBU. Washington. Washington, they've been saying the I same mean, thing about. Yeah, they got some good ones too, but I mean, look, look, look back at Florida, man. Got a lot of good ones. Yeah. A lot of good ones. A Ooh. lot of first-rounders. Man. So. It'll be, it's going to be exciting. Oh, I mean, good. this is this – is, this is where Les Snead has made his money, I feel, man. Second round, third round. And this is where you can tell which which scouts did the best jobs, too, for you. Because, I mean, the, you can find superstars still in second, third, fourth round, right? And, you can find superstars in the seventh round. You can find superstars undrafted. Right. I mean, let's be real. Les Snead makes his money on his hair. Come on. <laughs> makes his money on his hair, bro. Oh, what about Sean McVay? You think he's going to lose? Like he he's not going to be getting no no uh, head and shoulders sponsors, is he? You you saw he was balding, man. <laughs> Speaking of hair, yeah, you know we we weren't too far away from him, and uh, I did see a little bald start forming. <laughs> there was a little bald spot forming on the back. It's got to be our all listeners those listeners who weren't there. Uh, yeah. I hate to ruin it for you guys, but yeah, you know he's what only thirty two years old, and the bald spot spot is forming. It's got to be all those early hours, man. Who knows, man? He's got enough money. He'll probably go and get some hair restoration surgery or something. Right. He says he doesn't imagine himself playing or coaching for another 30 years or so, 20, 30 years, right? You you really think you believe that? Because, like, I see coaches like Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll doing it well into their, you know, late 50s, early 60s. And you, you know it. Go ahead. It depends on what your passions in life are, man. I mean, yeah, some of these guys' only passions are football, so that's what they do. But, I mean, maybe maybe he's got grander visions of being retired by 50 and sitting on the beach somewhere, traveling, whatever. Right. I mean, or taking a backseat role at an organization, something more. I mean, I don't I don't know him. I don't, I don't know what his goal in life is. I mean, obviously, right now it's football, but who knows what his goal is twenty years from now? Maybe he's planning on winning five Super Bowls in the next ten years and saying, "Hey, I'm the greatest coach ever." Bye, and and, and retiring. Right. That and would be one a, hell. Best, hell of a career. And, and then living his best life the rest. You know, I mean, 
Being a legend? Yeah. Yeah, who knows, man? That would be fucking cool, I mean, Brian. I feel, like coaching short, I feel like coaching shortens people's lives. I mean, look at the stress it puts on them. Right. It's just like the presidency, man. <laughs> That's why he's balding. Like Barack, I remember seeing that guy go gray crazy. He looked so much older than he did when he came into office when he was first voted in in 08 and then coming out at 16. Man, you kind of look like Trump, man. You guys guys got like the similar man titties. Maybe you should go into office. <laughs> I do got those man, Trump man titties, don't I? I was like, bro, dude, where's your bra? What, what's going on, man? <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, they're doing the, the Kyler Murray uh, intro presser right now. Oh, he's fucking already in Arizona. They flew him out. He's already there. He is out. He is there, and he's not wearing pink anymore. Everyone was saying he was wearing that pink for Cardinals, right? I have no clue, man. I mean, that wasn't the worst one of all the whole night. I mean, Devin Bush, what the fuck was that guy wearing? Oh, I didn't see. I need to look this up right now. Let's get my instant reaction. Take a pic. Take a look at Devin Bush's draft day outfit. My fucking lord. All right, let's see this. What the it hell? Almost like he, it's almost like he's got, you know, like that, like the baby carrier that women wear. Right, like, like a belt? Like he's got that draped across him, yeah. What in the world is that? I, that, that was my only reaction. I was just like, uh, that's what you wore to the draft, dude? I it just, is a weird combination. Right I there. can see his I boobies. You see what? I can see his boobies. I feel like. I, yeah, yeah, I think so too. I liked uh, the the kids from Clemson, the one who had the white Power Ranger on the inside of his tuxedo suit. That was dope. Of course, of course, you wanted the white Power Ranger. You were really hoping for My Little Pony, but you know, <laughs> it's all right. Oh my God! If I ever fucking really make it as a professional fucking like like sports commentator and i go to the draft i'm gonna wear a tuxedo with my little pony just for you brian 20 years mark it down i surely i I surely hope you do and i'll fucking find my way there and i will throw a fucking cupcake at you (laughs) that would be great tv all right it's planned (laughs) it's 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 planned it's gonna happen i'll pay for pay for your ticket hey you know Short pudgy guys make it, man. Look at Mike Tirico. That's what I'm thinking, man. Maybe I should just stay fat and be one of the fat guys like Michael Windhorst, you know? Shit. There you go. There you go. Chris Berman's chubby. Yeah, then you could go eat the churros, man. Why why you why why you doing that to yourself? <laughs> right. All right, Brian. I'm gonna call Mr. Tommy now. Yeah, he's ready. Thomas said hi, I got shit to do, dude. I gotta work. For sure. All right, brother. Hi, man. Let's get straight to it, Tommy, now that I got you on the the call. Uh last night Rams trade down. Any surprises really? Um did you watch did you actually happen to watch the stream Wednesday night of State of the Union for the Rams? Before? No, I I did not watch it. Okay, cuz the reason I say that before I I see you know want to get your reaction for the trade down is cuz Les Need, he uh the first thing he asked from fans, he's like, "How many of you guys want to see us trade down?" How many of us, how many of you want to see us trade up? You know, and the first one was trade down. So I just felt like that was the first thing on his mind. So it wasn't really a, a surprise to me. And there's guys on the list, right, uh, that that are left still in the second round and third round that are going to be some some jewels, I feel, that the Rams can find. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, on ESPN.com, the players that are still left on the board, um, there's a ton of good players at multiple positions. Um, the top corners are still on the board for the most part. Right. Safety. Uh, offensive linemen, safeties. Yeah, Taylor Rapp is still there. Chase Winovich is still there. Um, Dalton Reisner, Eric McCoy. The list goes on. I mean, there's a ton of them. So, yeah, 13 players are going to get drafted um, <clears throat> today before we get to our pick. But there's a lot more than 13 players just in the second round. There's th- there's a ton. I mean, I couldn't even begin to go through them all. You right. Know? I, I was kind of talking to – me and Brian were just talking about – I mean, it feels like the Rams – like the goal for them is to get back to the Super Bowl this year. Would you agree? Of course. Right. And the core of the defense, which I would say is Donald Brockers and the defensive back group with Peters, um, NRC, Talib, and and John Johnson right now. And then for the offense, it would be Goff, Gurley, the wide receiver core, Cooks, um, Wood, or Brandon Cook, Robert Woods, and, and Cooper Cup. So I feel like those are the cores. It doesn't really feel like like other than uh, uh, like super big needs would be a, a interior offensive lineman. No. Yeah, I think right now, at this point, you know, in the Rams situation, is they're drafting for depth. Are anybody is anyone that they're going to draft today going to start next season? I mean, let's put let's say we take at. at uh, our first pick today, we take Chase Winovich, right? Okay. Is he going to start over Fowler or Clay Matthews? No, but he'll be a perfect sub. And, yeah, he'll be a great special teams player, and he'll be a great rotational player. But therein lies the question, will he start? He will right. not. If we draft Taylor Rapp, safety from Washington, first today, Will he start this no year? No way. No way. Absolutely not. He's not starting over Eric Weddle or JJ. Right. So there we go. Another backup. We can go down the list. I think the closest we would get to somebody getting an opportunity to start would be an interior offensive lineman. You agree? Yeah. Like Eric McCoy, center from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I, I, I happen to do a little write-up for, for Ramstock.net on him. And I, I said, this is what I said. Like, if this is the guy they wanted to get first, it felt like if if the draft was falling the right way, the right thing for the Rams to do would be to trade back. Now, 13 selection back, 13 spots back, that's a little, you know, that makes me a little weary if they're going to get, actually get Eric McCoy because he is ranked as the top center and one of the, like, like top five interior linemen left in the draft right now. And yeah. right now, overall, they have him listed at nine. So that makes me feel somewhat comfortable, but I would be happy. I wouldn't, or I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be upset if, if Les wanted to move up three or four spots because they feel like maybe who's picking up before them. Let's see. Um, before, like maybe Seahawks or. Because the Seahawks interior line has been struggling, I don't know if they necessarily need a center, but you know they might go McCoy. I don't know what the Jaguars needs or or Bucks or Bills or Broncos for that matter, but they all pick before us. Um, so it, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna feel like if if that's the guy they go for, Eric McCoy, it's gonna go down to the wire. I'm gonna be feeling nervous, but 
either way, if he gets picked early or they don't go that way and they end up going like like you were saying a Taylor Rapp, uh, that's still such a good, solid pick. You know, like you were saying, these guys aren't going to start, but we're going to get quality snaps out of them, you would figure, right? Well, not just that, but you're you're looking to the future to manage the salary cap. So say, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, Byron Murphy or Greedy Williams falls to us right. and we decide to take one of them at the cornerback position. Again, n- none of them will start next year because Tlaib, NRC, and Peters are the starters. Okay, But say we have another year where um, Peters – progresses a little bit, doesn't continue to evolve at cornerback, um, or we lose Tlaib just because he wants to retire, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, this One of these corners could jump in that spot at a reasonable rate financially as a second-round pick right. um, for the next three or four years, and there that's how you control your salary mm-hmm. cap, obviously. Mm-hmm. obviously. It's not rocket science. So right. there's multiple things that we could do. We're in a great position as a team that just um, played in the Super Bowl. We don't have a lot of holes. We have a lot of holes at depth. Right. So that's exactly what we're going we're gonna to do. We're going to draft for depth, and we're going to draft for competition. So regardless, I don't feel as a Rams fan right now, um, nervous or paranoid whatsoever. I have a feeling whoever we take first today, we're all going to go, okay. Right. You know, because they're not going to start. Right. And right. we're going to groom that person to become a starter at some point, hopefully. You, so you think, I'm fine with it. So, like, if they even did go, if Eric McCoy, they, that was their guy, you think either Blythe or, or Brian Allen still gets the start at center? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, Eric could beat one of them out in camp, you know, but that's why I said earlier, I think interior offensive line is where the battle is going to be won Mm -hmm. um, in training camp this year. That's where there's going to be opportunities for players um, to start on this team and, and defensive line too, right? Cause we lost Sue. So there's going to be a competition to fill his spot, whether it's through the draft or somebody that's already on the team. You know, I would really like to see the Rams rework Brockers' deal, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen at all. They seem fine paying him $10 million this year. And if I were Brockers, I wouldn't want to take a pay cut. But, I mean, if that pay cut meant, you know, taking $5 million less to bring Sue back on $5 million contract, that would be nice. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. But I like, yeah, like you said, that's a pipe dream. I, if, I, if I was Michael Brockers, I wouldn't take a pick. He started. Michael Brockers was our first pick of the Fisher area when right. we, when we did that massive draft trade and gave away the number two pick so the Redskins could take RG three. Michael Brockers was the first player that we drafted since all this started, right? And he, in my opinion. Is he a superstar like Aaron Donald? No, nobody is. But has he been available most of his career? And has he been consistent most of his career? Right. I'm going to say yes. He's been, so paying him $10 million this year. He's worth it. Um, for me, is worth it Yeah. to say thank you for all the hard work you've put in right. since 2012. You've earned it. Um, you're going to stay right where you're at, buddy. You know? Yeah, yeah. Brockers, I mean, he's been such a great contributor since he's been – I mean – it seemed like when they picked him, I was happy when they drafted him and he was playing, he was on Auburn, right? He was an Auburn guy, I believe. Uh, 
no, LSU. LSU, that's right. They were playing Auburn, I believe, in the SEC championship. That's right. That's when I saw him. Um, so, yeah, he's from LSU, and everyone felt like he was going to be, uh, you know, a home run hit wherever, he, whatever team he went to. And, and yeah, Jeff Fisher, he can just – he can evaluate the hell out of talent, especially on the defensive side. So, he, he hit a home run. And Michael Brockers, like – you say he's not a superstar, but in my heart, fuck, he's he's a fucking superstar to me. You know, he's put in, he's he's been one of the better interior defensive linemen. He had, he, he's may not be up there in sacks, right? He's not getting to the quarterback a lot, but he's he's our run stopper. He's our guy who's gonna do the dirty work. He's gonna muddy up everything so Donald and so Ebukam and so Fowler can get to the quarterback from the edge or from from inside as well. Yeah, I have, I have nothing bad um, to say about Michael Brockers. He's been a consistent player on our team all these years, and he's available. You're only as good in the NFL as your availability, man. These players, look at Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers. Oh, shit, they right? they trade for him, knowing, and this is what I don't understand about general managers and people who run these franchises and have to you know deal with all this money all the time and spend it wisely. Drafting uh, quarterbacks that are injury-prone in college or players that are injury-prone in college. Look at Sam Bradford, injury-prone in college. Mm-hmm. We drafted him. He did well his first year. He played mm-hmm. every game. We almost won the division. His career after that um, was garbage because of his knees. And mm-hmm. it's not like we didn't know that. Why not draft Indomitian Sue, number one, who's the safe pick? Um, they right. obviously need sometimes – you know, gets guys, you know, that are in these positions to panic a little bit. Uh, Todd Gurley last offseason, you yeah. know, got, got his extension. Um, we ran him into the ground, and now he has some issues with his knee that he's obviously had since in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all it's all a gamble. That's why NFL contracts are not 100% fully guaranteed because it's a s- extreme contact sport. You know, I don't agree with – you know, even baseball players with these insane contracts that are fully guaranteed. I I, I don't agree with those at all. But <laughs> no, it, <clears throat> no. I mean, that's a lot of money. It is, know. but hey, if the owners are willing to pay it, right? If they can make the payments, if they're willing to, you know, like San Diego, the Padres, they got what over like five hundred million dollars in guaranteed money to players beyond the twenty twenty two season. Yet the Dodgers fucking. They got only like eight million, ten million dollars beyond then. So, yeah, yeah, like that. If it, I feel bad for San Diego in that sense, but <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's baseball, right? These guys can get that money if the teams are willing to throw that money on. Fuck it, hey. Those TV deals must be pretty lucrative because they're not oh, getting yeah. money. They're not getting money from fans. I tell you that every time I turn on the TV, the stadiums are empty because right. they play baseball games but, on Wednesdays at noon. Right, right, but. Know? It's it's 162 shows a year for TV, right? It is. So, so that's where that that it has to be crazy. I mean, teams like fucking the Miami Marlins, they're still. I don't know what Derek Jeter's thinking, man. Uh, that's not the team I would want to be an owner in. in. In that town, in Florida especially, it's just so hard to own a sports team in Florida because let let first of all the the average age in Florida is super old, and it's just like fuck who wants to really go do something like there's so much fun stuff to do in Florida. it's like my it's like los angeles in a sense right 
you got so much to do. Like I'll rather rather go to the beach than spend three hours at a fucking hot ass stadium getting baked in the sun. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of being out in the sun. I get you know, excited when the Rams schedule comes out every year and I go straight to September to see how many home games we have. Last year we had three in a row, which was brutal. This year we have two total in September, but they're spread out by a week. Um, I hate being in the sun. I've never been a fan of it. I just, <laughs> I don't like it. I have a pool, an in-ground pool at home because at least during the summer, I I can go outside and enjoy the pool and not be a hermit and be in the AC 24-7, you know? Right. Yeah, man. I'm gonna, we're going to be using that pool this off season. Oh, yeah, quite a bit, actually. I've already been in it a few times in the jacuzzi trying to loosen up this old man's back. But, hey, let's get back to the um, the <clears throat> the stadium. So yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know this about the new stadium in Inglewood, but there is not going to be any HVAC at this stadium. No forced air conditioning will be installed. And when I first found this out, I was a little nervous, right? I had actually already signed my PSL contract. So I was like, wait a minute. There's a roof on it and no right. air conditioning. What is going on here? This is a this is a problem. So I started doing my homework and basically it's this new eco-friendly technology with a cross between the the glass and and taking out 70% of the UV rays which which is where you get most of your heat from. Right. Um and these little vent it's hard to explain, but they're gonna have this airflow with the windows and right. it's supposed to it's supposed to be cozy. Um so I'm a little nervous, but then again I have to look at it this way. There was no way Stan Kroenke was gonna spend multiple billions yes. of dollars on a stadium for us to be hot and uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. So I'm gonna take um <clears throat> all that into consideration and hopefully the way it works out in the future we could change the game on building uh, big venues like this and not put in HVAC to help the environment and whatnot and moving forward. So it's kind of cool that to know we're kind of doing this first, I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing like, like, uh, and hearing that there's going to be like, yeah, a natural airflow through the stadium. So that, that also made me think about like this. So even though it's going to be, there's going to be a roof, and you would think of it as an indoor stadium, wouldn't it necessarily still have an outside feel then, right? Like the way yes. you're describing. So the guys on the field, right? That's not going to be as hot on the field for them, and but it's still going to feel like it's outside in a sense. It's not going to feel like we're totally inside an arena playing in like like the Superdome, right? Yeah, because the roof is made of glass, so the sun is going to peer through. You're going to have the illusion that's cool that it's gonna you're going to be outdoors, but you're not going to be getting crushed um, by the sun, and it's going to be like wearing sunblock without wearing sunblock. You know, okay. 70 percent of those UV rays right off the top are going to be taken out by the roof. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm it's it's a cool design. The stadium is mostly underground. So those windows right. are going to be next to near ground level, so to speak. And mm -hmm. when they open up that and it's windy over there. I mean, I live um, on the east side a little bit in Maywood. And every evening around four o'clock, we get a beautiful breeze like we like I live by the beach and I don't. And Inglewood is much closer to the water. So right. I have a feeling, you know, these afternoon games over there, we're going to you know, we're going to get a nice breeze coming through there. It's going to be pretty cool. 
I'm more excited about the 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 uh, like how the I wouldn't say excited. Maybe that's probably not the right word, but I'm I'm happy. I should say that it's gonna have that outdoorsy feel still because I don't like necessarily like the sense of a team being an uh, indoors team like like back in St. Louis when they were back in St. Louis, right? The greatest show on turf. It just if like I hear stats about Matt Ryan playing indoors or you know just other quarterbacks playing indoors and it's just like it's such a big change right and i want i want jared goff to be able to handle and withstand whatever the weather is i mean but here in southern california we're not going to get no fucking snow like they do up in fucking new england (laughs) no but it will i mean right now playing in the coliseum especially now that southern california over the last decade has gone through a, a significant climate shift when when i was a kid growing up here there was the humidity on a daily basis in the summertime or the spring or whatever, even in the winter, was never really above 25%. Now we're averaging um, – I woke up this morning and checked the humidity. It was 81%, but it was only 62 degrees outside. So um, I got out of the warm shower, and, and I have the windows open in my house. And it's it's nice, but because the humidity is so high, I'm sweating after I got out of the shower. Right, right. You know, so <laughs> it's definitely the climate is different. So playing in the Coliseum um, now versus, you know, 30 years ago or whatever, the, the, the weather is different. So it does prepare the team to travel to places like Miami um, or Tampa Bay or anywhere on the East Coast, you know, Carolina, that's an open air stadium during the early part of the season. And it's going to be very humid over there, much more humid than it is here. But it does – it does help them prepare for that, obviously. How do you think the Rams are going to go with their first two picks? You like uh, like groupings, position groupings wise. That's you know that's a tough call. Thinking which direction they're gonna go. Um, I could say what direction I would go if I was in charge. Um, there's a lot of good players on the board, but if. Taylor Rapp or Chase Winovich is available. I'm taking one of those guys. I really like them. I just like their potential. And I don't like that term that the media and people use when they refer to white defensive players as having a high motor. I'm not a fan of that. Um, We don't have high motors. I could speak for myself. I'm a European American. We're just a little nuttier than most. And when we get on the football field, it's like a mosh pit for us. It's fun. We like hitting people. Um, It's just in our DNA. Um, So, no, we don't have high motors. We just like to knock people out. And that's what he does. He's (laughs) running around as fast as he possibly can, hitting people as hard as he can. That's just what we do. If Chase, man, just knowing that we're going to have two guys with long, blonde locks, on the defense and and Winovich can learn from from Clay Matthews you know that's going to be that's a fun pairing to think about man <laughs> yeah and, and you made a great point because either one of those guys is going to join our team and they're going to get coached up by Clay Matthews or Eric Weddle mm-hmm. how is that a problem like i that's what i want i want to draft a guy who's going to replace the guy on their way out and learn from the guy on their way out that's that would be my approach. Hell yeah, Tommy. Do you want to talk about Kyler Murray? Sure. I mean, was I surprised that he went um, number one overall? Absolutely not. Um, 
they were going off on TV. Oh, I can't believe uh, the Arizona Cardinals drafted a quarterback, you know, in the first round two years in a row. So what? Okay. <laughs> Look at the Detroit Lions years ago. They drafted a wide receiver in the first round like four years in a row because they kept striking out. And if they would have changed their tune, they never would have had Calvin Johnson. So never quit drafting a position that you don't that you're not strong at until you hit. Right. You no, know, you gotta hit eventually. Brian kind of posed earlier that it's it's kind of like uh, the situation that the Redskins had a few years ago with RG three and Kirk Cousins, right? Like you just mm-hmm. get now you got two guys, and if if Kyler happens to win the starting job from preseason out, and then he happens to get hurt because I don't know Aaron Donald's coming running at him and tackles him weird. <laughs> it's it, and then Rosen can come in and step in and be his guy, or vice versa, right? Rosen gets hurt, then Kyler Murray comes and steps well, in. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves because I, I was in the car a few minutes ago before I got on the air, and I could have swore my prediction came true, and Rosen is going to be a Dolphin. So I haven't been able to verify that yet, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going down. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed. I know the Dolphins are interested, but. I think they're. It seems like these teams are really trying to give the Cardinals a hard time. Well, it's not that they're giving them a hard time. The Cardinals messed up right off the bat. Right, they okay? don't. They didn't. Because, they lost leverage. Yeah, exactly. If you knew you were going to take Kyler Murray number one overall for the last thirty days, you should have tried to trade Rosen thirty days ago. Mm-hmm. You should have been don't, talking, making relationships then for that reason. Exactly, because you would have got a better deal. Then, you know, in my opinion, I think they would have gave gave them more time to negotiate or whatever the case may be. But either way, if you really think about it, the Cardinals were in no position to dictate how this trade would go down as far as compensation. The the buyers are the ones that have the control. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because they they have they know that the Cardinals have an issue they Mm -hmm. had two quarterbacks that they drafted in the first round and they want to get rid of one of them um so for the buyer it's a win-win we're like we'll give you what we feel like giving you or you take nothing and keep them both we don't care yeah cbs sports reported an hour ago that the dolphins are closing in on a deal to trade the 48th pick um not sure if that's there's anything additional to go in with that but it seems like that's what's closing in like you said um with with either Murray I mean or Rosen with the Cardinals I mean whoever you're trying to trade it's the way they get leverage back is is by like playing it out more right I feel like they can wait it out and wait till one of these teams get more desperate again or maybe a guy goes down then they have to make a trade for a Rosen that's the only way they get their leverage back and get maybe a higher round pick yeah like I said, either way, the Cardinals were in no position to dictate terms on what the compensation will be because they have the asset, right? It's like yeah. you're selling your used car and asking six grand for it, and everyone's only offering four. You're going to get four. You're going to get nothing, mm-hmm. you know, because everything in life is what someone else is willing to pay for it. A diamond wouldn't have the monetary value on it that it does if we didn't create that as human beings, correct? Correct. Well, it it revolves around everything we do. So 
when you have the asset and you need to unload it, you're just going to have to take what someone else is going to give you or keep them. So that's a position they're in. Right, right. So I would, I'm going to assume in the NFC West for quarterbacks, we got Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyler Murray, and of course, Russell Wilson, who re-upped and got a huge fucking contract. Ridiculous. Um, but that's great for the Rams because, I mean, if we look at how these teams are set up, it feels like right now we're still on top with our quarterback. And I just feel like Kyler Murray, he's going to struggle. That uh, that Cardinals offensive line, what, what didn't help Josh Rosen out any. And it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like it's got any better yet, just yet. So... I th- I feel like Kyler Murray is going to be I looking at him and Dwayne Haskins like throw Daniel Jones let's throw him out of it I don't want to talk about that fucking kid who cares no <laughs> but I feel like Dwayne Haskins in the NFC East is going to fare a lot better with the Redskins and playing like Eli Manning and Carson Wentz and and Dak Prescott I just feel like he's going to have more success than Kyler Murray is on the Cardinals that's just the way it feels unless unless Cliff Kingsbury does figure out their their offensive line issues, and he really is this master, you know, magician play caller like everyone says he is, even though he hasn't called plays in the NFL, and he's fucking failed his way up. So, I, I'm cool with it. <laughs> as a I mean, I think, well, yeah, their offensive line isn't that great, but Josh Rosen is a statue. If Jared Goff didn't have a good offensive line, he'd be getting roasted like he did his first year. Right. You know, it, play calling means a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Getting the ball out quick, running schemes to uh, circumvent, you know, your problems, whatever that may be. If you have a weak offensive line, you got a game plan around that. But one thing that Kyler Murray has is wheels. So, yes. you know, look at Patrick Mahomes. He He was getting... You know, people were getting him out of the pocket real quick. And what did he do? He used his wheels to roll out and to keep his eyes downfield and look for receivers. And I see Baker Mayfield do that last year as a rookie. I think we're going to see Kyler Murray do it. I'm not going to downplay this. Um, If Jimmy Garoppolo can stay healthy, we have some really good quarterbacks in the NFC West, man. This is going to be fun to watch. Right. Definitely. I mean, this NFC West has turned around. Uh, it, it just felt like it was Seahawks atop at the league, right? And went, once Jim Harbaugh was fired from the New or from uh, I was going to say the Saints for some reason, but when Jim Harbaugh was fired from San Francisco, it, it just felt like the NFC West, other than like a couple of years with the Cardinals and uh, their their who was their coach Bruce Arians you know and Carson Palmer like just uh, like what one or two years they were really good the NFC West was just bottom dwellers of the entire NFL finally it's it's a tough division it's gonna mean something to win four or five games go five and one go six and oh in this division yeah man I'm I'm kind of fascinated with the Raiders draft and I'll tell you why we all know Mike Mayock has spent decades breaking down the draft um, as part of his contribution to the NFL Mm -hmm. at this point, right? So, I don't know. Me and my brother love this story. Like, we watched watched him for years, right? Break down film on TV. Just So, it's like watching a guy we grew up watching do his thing for fun 
and actually get to put his money where his mouth is. Hell yeah. It's absolutely fascinating to me. And I like Mike, Mike Mayock. So I think this is cool that he's getting to actually play the video game, right? Like pick up the controller and actually finally get to play. Hell yeah. So when he picked the defensive end from Clemson at four, you know, Farrell, right? uh, that was a reach on paper. And everyone went crazy. And I'm like, I, I mean, the draft grade on, you know, is a C plus right now on paper. It is what it is, but I'm fascinated with it. And then, um, right. They could have traded down maybe one or two, right. A few spots, easily, but easily. they got their, the guy they wanted. Yeah, they did. They, they picked the guy they wanted and they also, you know, they had three first round picks. They mm-hmm. drafted the running back from Alabama, Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, who is a fantastic player with great right. vision and has a lot of tread on the tires because he hardly got any carries in college. Um, but when he did touch the ball, he was electric. And then the hard-hitting safety from, from Mississippi. Mississippi State, yeah. Jonathan Abram, they made some really solid picks. And I hate the Raiders, but I like I said, with Mike Mayock being there, picking players and doing this with John for me it's just a, it's a little fascinating it's pretty it's pretty cool like you feel like those guys are going to contribute definitely a, a good like 90 90% of the time they're there for those 5 5 years they're under contract which comes with the first round right it feels yeah, like those they're yeah. going to start these three guys will probably start day 1 yeah they definitely needed a running back Josh Jacobs was a good pickup Jonathan Abrams i mean probably arguably the best safety in the draft yeah, I actually feel bad for TJ Hawkinson, man. I really got to watch some highlights on him last week, and, man, he is good. And he went to the Detroit Lions, and I'm sorry, but, man, when you go to Detroit, <laughs> you just go there to kill your career Look at or waste your career because you're not going to win anything. Well, you, you know, know, that's 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 totally – because that, that was Bill Bill Belichick's guy, right? Freaking – um. The head coach for the Lions now, uh, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, correct? Right. Thanks for that. So he 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 got his Gronk. It seems right. Yeah, I mean, he did, and and this guy, I he can he can block, man. He was just pant, and he's not. I mean, he's six five two fifty, but when you watch him out on the field, he kind of looks like a wide receiver the way he's built. He's just a little bit bigger. Right, um, and he he, he doesn't he look too bulky dudes. or stocky. He looks no, somewhat he looks lean. lean. Yeah, that's because of his height. He looks really lean. I was like, watching the film, I'm like, he doesn't look six five, two fifty. He looks like six three, two thirty. He really lean guy. Um, I just feel bad for him because you go to Detroit <laughs> and he might have you know fourteen hundred yards receiving and twelve touchdowns and not go to the playoffs. I mean, look right. at. The one of the greatest, if not the greatest, wide receiver of all time, Calvin Johnson, wasted his whole career in Detroit. Barry Sanders wasted his whole career in Detroit. Those guys still had tread on the tires too. They yeah, they, they left early. Away. <laughs> yeah. Detroit fucking ran them out. After ten years, they were both like, Peace out. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game in decades. It's just I mean, even when, you know, since they've gotten Matt Stafford, he's a really good quarterback. They've been competitive. They've gotten to playoffs multiple times, but they don't do anything with it. Yeah. It's, it's just sad. I feel I feel bad for the Detroit Lions fans, man. <sighs> I mean, when you're a Rams fan, you could sympathize with other fan bases that have historically been bad because, yeah. let's be honest, the Rams overall as a franchise have not been 
the greatest franchise to be a fan of. They've moved multiple times. There's been long stints within decades of terrible football. Especially the uh-huh. last decade and a half. Bef- yeah. Before we, Sean McVay. Yeah. You know, it's, and you look at it too in between. You can go back to the 80s when I started watching. You know, there was stints in there that was horrible. And then they go to the playoffs and I believe the – NFC championship in 89 and lost. But then after that, they were crappy all the way till they were in St. Louis in 99. So, and then they, the, the greatest show on turf was like the blink of an eye. You know, people talk For about real. that all the time, but it dude, literally was like a couple of years and, Oh, there it goes. There it went. They fucking gave up on Kurt Warner just because we couldn't blog for him. Yep. Yep, that's why I was rooting for him when he was in Arizona to win that Super Bowl Me against too. the Steelers. I really, really wanted Arizona to win that game. That was such a good fucking game, though, man. Oh, <laughs> dude. It's fantastic. <laughs> One of my favorite Super Bowls. It was really, really, really good game. Well, by this time next week, we're going to know the newest members of this Rams team. And it just feels like the Rams are going to do it. It feels like Les has done a good job through the middle uh, the middle rounds of the draft. And even late, he's done all right. So and the, there's we got to pay attention to and see who they go after undrafted. Be, uh, the, the, yeah, the guys who go undrafted. Because there's going to be some guys that are going to pop up. Like Philip Lindsay last year for the Broncos. He was undrafted. Running back just popped out of nowhere. And Brian and I earlier were talking about the running back position you know, Les Snead and the Rams front office brought in a, a couple of running backs for their official pre-draft visits. One guy from Memphis, um, it, it just that comes to my mind right now, and maybe they are trying to find a guy to compliment Gurley with, right? Maybe they maybe they do that in the draft. Maybe they get a guy undrafted. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how how this plays out because it just feels like this draft could set this team up for the next for success for the next five to ten years if they do it right but if you know it, it, we could fall off the edge of the earth in two or three years if 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 none of these picks hit yeah man what do you think about when this pick came off the board last night i was blown away and how about the denver broncos taking the other tight end from iowa in the first round like that's first of all that's never happened in the history of the draft right two tight ends from the same school going in the first round but really, that's that was the guy that you wanted, right? The other guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, out of all the players they could have had, that's who they took. Out of the guys that seemed like they would be real, true difference makers, it, it's going to be Noah Fant and Hawkinson. And those, I mean, they showed Hawkinson was on the field more because he could block better. Yes, and Noah Fant. I mean, he he even looks more lean than than the other kid who went to the Lions. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see how how he pans out. But it seems like he's going to be a good target. You know, if he can block these guys coming off the edge that he's going to ha- be matched up with and, or or those uh, those defensive ends who are shaded on the outside cor- uh, shoulder of those tackles, he's going to – he's you know, those aren't easy tasks. So uh, No, they're not. But it, I if, just thought that there was better value – I mean, you can look at the pick, you know, that was directly the player taken directly after that was Darnell Savage Jr. And then after that, Andre Dillard, Mm -hmm. offensive tackle from Washington State, two really, really good players that 
can come in and start day one is Noah Fan going to come in and start day one and be that effective or right. effective at all? I don't know. I just uh, Colin I think Coward. They, I was listening to Colin Coward earlier today when I was driving around, and he was real. He said he's a sleeper. I mean, I don't know about that, but I mean, if you're going after, if he's the twentieth pick in the draft for the Broncos, he must have been you know, really high on their board and must have been a, a good guy that they saw that felt can help out, whether it be Joe Flacco or going forward, maybe, you know, the, supposedly they they really like Drew Locke and they can be picking him up in the second, third, or fourth round, wherever he falls at. So. Yeah, I just think they could have got Noah in the second round. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't, I don't they think probably they wouldn't have been take the, him that high. Yeah, they could have. Ugh. There wouldn't have been another tight end taken in the first round other than when the Broncos took him, right? That's what it feels like. Yeah, no, I, I thought for sure the only tight end that was going to be taken in the first round was TJ. And and lo and behold, not only was there one, there was two, but it was the other guy from the same school, which completely boggled my mind. So. <laughs> hey, maybe if he fell all the way to the Patriots at 32, maybe they take font. But I mean, if, if the other kid made it all the way to 32, you know, they're taking him right to re- replace Gronk. So of course, of course, I mean, that wouldn't have surprised me. Okay. Say Patriots take the other tight end, no offense at 32 out of them. Like, all right, they need a tight end. It, it is what it is. He's yeah. pretty good too. But to take him that high when he probably would have fell to the second round right in your lap. Look at the Redskins didn't panic, man. They stayed at 15 Heck and they yeah. got, they got their quarterback. They didn't panic. I like teams that don't panic. You know, what was it a few years ago? The bears jumped the Niners one pick. Um, oh, Who did they take? I can't remember, but they jumped over the Niners for one pick. I remember that. And the Niners weren't going to take that guy that they picked anyway. And the Niners robbed the Bears just to move up from three to two, I believe. Um, so, yeah, don't panic, dude. Like, especially in those situations. Like, dude, that just was to relax. get Mitch. That was a good. T- oh, t- yes, it was to get the quarterback. You're right. And, and, and the 49ers were not going to take Mitch Trubisky. They had their eyes locked on the defensive lineman from Stanford who they could have just taken at two and then Mitch would have fell to the bears, but no, they wanted to play games <laughs> and, and they won the game. Yeah. They won the game of chess against the bears. I would have, you know, the, if, if the Niners would have said to me as a GM, if I was the bears, if you, you know, if you want Mitch, you can, but if not, we're going to take him at two. I would have said, Oh, okay. And I would have hung up the phone because <laughs> they weren't going to take him. Right, right. Shoot. I would have gambled, you know, and, and yeah. sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm more of a gambling man. I'm like, you know what? Now nah, I'm good. You, you can have him. Yeah, I would have been and okay. Then, if I was if I was the GM for the Bears, I would have been okay if I waited and Mitch accident, you know, happened to go a little bit early, earlier than my, where, where my selection was. Because, yeah, like for me, you wait. I mean, especially like Dwayne Haskins, like there's going to be guys like that dropping. Aaron Rodgers dropped. Fucking, it's just gonna happen, man. You know, and and if if it doesn't, then go another direction. Find a guy who's gonna be a difference maker on either side of the ball. Because Mitch Trubisky, who knows the 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 book's still out on him. He, I mean, he got him to the playoffs last year. He he's but he's playing behind a really good defense, right? So he's gonna a lot of help on that sense. 
He is, but I got to admit, man, he's pretty good. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's yeah, pretty good. With this new this the way the NFL's been going lately with offense, like teams it's not like they design plays to kind of go schoolyard ball, but guys like you were saying, you know, Patty Mahomes, Mitch Trubisky's that guy too. Jared Goff, he doesn't really dance too much and and play like that schoolyard ball, but he he'll move around in the pocket. He looks awkward when he does it, but he can move around and, and find his guys. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between you know quarterbacks and athletes. We've all seen that growing up. Some are quarterbacks, some are athletes, and some are both. You know, I think we're watching in football today. We're watching a lot of both. We're getting to see guys like. Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield and probably Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah. Just moving around, making stuff happen when the play after the ball is high doesn't go the way you planned it. A lot of times it doesn't, especially when you play against good defenses. You know, they're just they're just gonna bull rush you and physically dominate your team, and you're just gonna have to change it up from there. But yeah, these guys are. It's fun to watch. I'm. I'm liking the evolution of the game a little bit. You know, the fact that a five foot ten, a quarterback the same size as me, just got drafted number one overall. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I did play quarterback in high school, and I was told, you know, if I wanted to, you know, hey, if you're going to pr- pursue this position, just so you know, you're five foot ten and you have small hands, and they're going to, and in in the '90s, that was a big deal. Okay. Right. And I wasn't going to get I, – I thought I was going to get taller. I've been 5'10 since I was 14, and I'm 40, and I'm still 5'10. So <laughs> I didn't I'm grow I'm 5'10 another... too. It's so disappointing, man. Yeah, just two more inches, and you'd be in a whole nother club. Right? Yeah. But so I took that all into consideration, and I, and I moved to defense and played safety. And I'm so glad I did because I had so much more fun back there, um, you know, being that – that Hawks just sitting back there staring at the plays evolve and, and moving quarterbacks eyes around. That was really fun for me. It was like playing chess on defense and, and moving from one general to the next because the safety and the middle linebackers are the generals, usually of the defense. Those two guys go hand in hand as far as making sure everybody needs to be where they need to be. Um, And I loved it. I'm glad I did it, but to see guys like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, um, be in the NFL and at their size makes me smile like, ah, all those guys that, you know, back in the day were like, you got to be 6'5 and 200 pounds to play quarterback. And no, you don't. You just need to be a good athlete and a good football player and have your head screwed on straight. And have the perfect touch. Yeah. That's all you need. Well, I want to say one thing before we go. I want to apologize to our Rams Uncensored listeners. This podcast is a little unorthodox. Um, not a lot of joking around. Not a, you know, the draft just started yesterday. There's so much to talk about, but I want to apologize. The, this show is definitely not going to make you laugh. Um, and next week we will get back to our regu- regularly scheduled program of crank calling people, dropping foul language, and pissing off rams twitter so uh stay tuned gentlemen i like it couldn't have said it any better myself thanks tommy all right thanks for listening everyone people like to just hear people fucking talk shit
<laughs> you can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% .9 of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Breaking up is hard to do, but when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You're over the big three carriers. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Now you can get unlimited with 5G included for just $30 a month on the nation's fastest, most reliable network. So break free from the big three and save with Xfinity Mobile. Take the savings challenge at XfinityMobile.com slash MySavings to see how much you can save when you get Xfinity Mobile and Internet together. Reduced speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Most reliable based on RootMetrics U.S. report. Results vary. Not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.